Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. My name is Jason Van Bemmel. I serve as the pastor of Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's our 706th day together in the Word of God in Isaiah 26. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help as we look to his word today. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. It is living and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides and penetrates and exposes. It lays our hearts bare and it calls us to repentance and faith. It calls us to Christ, our Savior. So speak to us today through your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Isaiah 26. In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. He sets up salvation as walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation that keeps faith may enter in. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock, for he has humbled the inhabitants of the height, the lofty city. He lays it low, lays it low to the ground, casts it to the dust. The foot tramples it, the feet of the poor, the steps of the needy. The path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of the righteous. In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. If favor is shown to the wicked, he does not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness, he deals corruptly and does not see the majesty of the Lord. O oh Lord, your hand is lifted up, but they do not see it. Let them see your zeal for your people and be ashamed. Let the fire for your adversaries consume them. O oh Lord, you will ordain peace for us. For you have indeed done for us all our works. O oh Lord, our God, other lords besides you have ruled over us, but your name alone we bring to remembrance. They are dead. They will not live. They are shades. They will not arise. To that end, you have visited them with destruction and wiped out all remembrance of them. But you have increased the nation, O Lord. You have increased the nation. You are glorified. You have enlarged all the borders of the land. O Lord, in distress, they sought you. They poured out a whispered prayer when your discipline was upon them. Like a pregnant woman who writhes and cries out in her pangs when she is near to giving birth, so were we because of you, O Lord. We were pregnant. We writhed. But we have given birth to wind. We have accomplished no deliverance in the earth. And the inhabitants of the world have not fallen. Your dead shall live their bodies shall rise you who dwell in the dust awake sing for joy for your dew is a dew of light and the earth will give birth to the dead come my people enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you hide yourselves a little while 
until the fury has passed by. For behold, the Lord is coming out from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity, and the earth will disclose the blood shed on it and will no more cover its slain. Isaiah 26. Oh, it's a song, a celebration of the day of salvation. Now, one of the things that's interesting about the Old Testament perspective on the day of salvation is that we get this collapsed horizon view, right? The coming of Christ and the bringing of salvation is really something that takes place in a moment, the moment of incarnation, when Jesus is incarnate in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Boom, just like that, God becomes flesh. Humanity and deity are reconciled in one perfect person. From that moment, our salvation is secure because Jesus will not fail to do any of the things that God the Father has appointed for him to do. And so in that instant, our salvation, we could say, is accomplished because God has come to our rescue. But then on the other hand, it is, of course, a day of deliverance that stretches out over now more than 2,000 years because Jesus is born into the world and he's circumcised, and he grows up under the law. He fulfills the law in his perfect righteousness. He's baptized, anointed as Messiah. He suffers temptation in our place. He overcomes the devil for us. He earns a perfect righteousness for us. He goes to the cross to bear our sins in his body on the tree. He rises again on the third day. Forty days later, he ascends into heaven, and he sits down at the right hand of God the Father on the majesty on high, sitting on the throne of David over the house of God forever. And he reigns and intercedes for us ever living to make intercession for us, but one day he's coming again, and every eye will see him, and every knee will bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, and he will swallow up death forever, and he will bring a final end to all evil, and he will usher us in our resurrected bodies into the glorious new heavens and the new earth. And from the Old Testament perspective, this is all called the day of salvation. All of it. Because in a sense it is. Once it begins, it is inevitable that it will all be brought to completion. And it is all one act of salvation. Jesus is salvation from his incarnation to his final glorification and exaltation at his second coming and the inauguration of the new heavens and new earth at the resurrection of all things. This is the day. And in that day, this song is sung. So it means it's being sung now and has been sung since Jesus came to the Lord and will be sung until we're in the new heavens and the new earth. And, and the song begins by, we have a strong city. Remember in 25, there was this contrast of the fortified city that God was going to bring down, that God was going to humble. That city is made reference to again here. It's called the lofty city in verse 5. He's humbled the inhabitants of the height. The lofty city, he lays it low, lays it down to the ground. That's the same city we saw yesterday in chapter 25 as that fortified city that oppresses God's people. That city is going to crumble. That city is already crumbling. Its downfall was as inevitable as our salvation was the moment Jesus was incarnate as the God-man. History is accomplished fact from the perspective of eternity 
and the decrees of God and the work of Christ. And we have a strong city. We've been given the only city that is really strong, Mount Zion, the city of Zion. Glorious things of thee are spoken, Zion's city of our God. He sets up salvation as its walls and bulwarks. And you should know by now that salvation is the Hebrew word that is the name of Jesus. So Jesus is the walls and the bulwarks and the gate, the gate that we enter through. Jesus said, I am the gate. The righteous nation is the nation that keeps faith. In other words, we're righteous by faith. It is by faith that we are made righteous. We are righteous if we keep faith, if we trust in God, we're justified by faith. And so we're brought in. And once we're brought into this city of salvation, we can have perfect peace if our mind is stayed on Christ, our Redeemer, our everlasting rock, the Lord God in human form. As our mind is stayed on him and we trust in him, we have peace. And we look out and realize this world is crumbling. But we have a strong city. This world is decaying, but we have salvation and an everlasting rock. And so we can rejoice because our path has been made level. It's been made level because the way in which we walk is the way of Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So we're walking on the path of salvation, which is Jesus. We're also kept in the city of salvation, which is Jesus. We're also hiding ourselves in the everlasting rock of salvation, which is Jesus. And so in this path, in this city, in this rock, in the shadow of this rock, we say, we wait for you, O Lord. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. Can you say that? Can you say that the name of God, the remembrance of God, the worship of God, the exaltation of God is the desire of your soul? If so, then you are surely in the city. You are surely on the path. Because by nature, we don't love God. By nature, we want ourselves to be glorified, not God. But if the desire of your soul is for the name of God, and the remembrance of God to be exalted and spread throughout the earth, then you are in the city. You are on the path. You are in the shadow of the rock. You are, you are belonging to God, and you have a strong city, and you could have perfect peace if your mind has stayed on him. We want God's judgments to be in the earth, because when God's judgments are in the earth, that's the only way the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. There's no righteousness to be found in the rulers of men, in the ways of people. When people do what is right in their own eyes, as Judges says, that's not righteousness. That's wickedness. That's selfishness. That's, that's waste, wanton waste. But when Christ is exalted, when God is honored, when his judgments are in the earth, then there is righteousness. Well, we're not going to go through every single verse of this wonderful chapter. I've preached on this chapter, and I can commend those sermons to you. I hope they're helpful to you. Uh, you can find them on our YouTube channel or on Sermon Audio. But this chapter ends where the day of salvation ends, and that is with the resurrection. That's where verses 19 to 21 ends. Your dead shall live, their bodies shall rise. You who dwell in the dust, awake and sing for joy. 
And then, verse 21, For behold, the Lord is coming out from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity, and the earth will disclose the blood shed on it, and will no more cover its slain. There will be a day of resurrection when Jesus comes again, and everyone will live. The whole earth, the earth will give up its dead, the sea will give up their dead. As Revelation says, everyone will live, and justice will be done, so that martyrs who were slain for their faith in Christ will be avenged, and will be justified, and will be vindicated, and those who have violently persecuted God's people will be condemned. The world will be shown for the horror that it is, and God's people will be shown for the righteous children of light that God has made them by his grace. That's the day when the day of salvation will come to its end. Right now we're living in the middle of that day. And in the middle of that day, we want God's name and God's remembrance and God's ways, God's judgments to be spread throughout all the earth by proclaiming the truth of who Jesus is, by teaching the word of God, by planting churches, by, by preaching the gospel, so that his name would be exalted, his remembrance would be the desire of the hearts of many nations, and it would also speed the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for such a salvation. Thank you for such solid hope everlasting joy, not found in anything in this world, but found in you, found in your presence, found in your people, found in your son, found in your gospel. Thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that is Isaiah 26 on day 706. Tomorrow, day 707, we're going to go back to the gospel of Luke and pick up with Luke 21, I believe is on tap next. Have a blessed day in the Lord.